0: folks, welcome to the Socially Challenged Podcast. I'm Chris. Uh, Thanks for checking this thing out. I hope all is groovy in your world. Uh, I know the bigger world is pretty fucking weird right now, um, but if we make sure our smaller worlds, you know, the smaller worlds around us are good, happy, positive, or whatever, then then I don't know, hopefully sanity won't be on vacation for too long from the bigger world. Um, But yeah, you know. Not even a minute of this thing I'm saying like a fortune cookie. Frankly, I don't know if that's socially acceptable for me to have said that. I don't know if I'm allowed to compare myself to a fortune cookie. That might be cultural appropriation. I don't know anymore. Then again, I'm pretty sure the fortune cookie was like an American invention or Dutch or something like that. I'm pretty sure there's something about the fortune cookie that's not actually a Chinese thing. But I could be wrong about that. I'm not a scientist, folks. Um. <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of things not socially acceptable to say, what the hell happened to Roseanne? Now, I don't like or condone what she tweeted. Um, if you missed it, she compared a lady who used to work for Obama as a mix of Planet of the Apes and the Muslim Brotherhood. Now, one, on its own, uh, it's just an odd thing to say, but the fact that the woman she was speaking about uh, speaking about is black Makes it kind of fucked up. Well, it makes it really fucked up. Though, um, so in her defense, Roseanne claims uh, she thought the woman was Jewish and didn't realize she was black. And I mean, when you look at the picture of the lady, although she is indeed African American, she's quite light skinned, and I could see where someone could possibly get confused. Um, What I found interesting about the whole thing, though, is uh, how fast her show was canceled, and hundreds of folks, uh, if not more, who were involved in the making of the show are now unemployed. Like, I know you want to prove a point, or, you know, you don't want to condone what this woman tweeted, but you also have to think about the other part. I guess she should have thought about the other parties involved as well, but still, I don't know. Like, I remember back in the day... Um, you would have sayings like uh, like a company, like someone would do something like that, someone would do something fucked up or say something that uh, the company or whatever they work for doesn't agree with, and they would come out with, the views expressed by an individual does not represent the beliefs of the company, or whatever, you know? And like they would say something along the lines of like, everyone is entitled to their opinion whether we agree or not, and we don't agree with this particular opinion, or whatever, you know? But now it's not. It's like, it's it's fucking... It's insane. Like, it's... Now, if she was calling for violence on a woman, like, if she was calling for someone to, like, go out there and harm her or something else, like, that would be one thing, but an insult? Like, I don't necessarily think an insult or being offended should be grounds to fire someone in today's world, especially in the United States, where Donald Duck Trump is the goddamn president. And per capita has tweeted far worse and potentially far damaging things yet he is still the fucking president so I don't know I guess I guess people have to abide by different standards or different rules I I don't know I I, I don't know how I feel like somewhere we lost our way and I think like as society we need to put our adult pants back on maybe it's just because I'm Canadian um but we don't let a few fucking snowflakes hold us back. You know? And again, I'm not condoning what Roseanne said. Like, we all know who Roseanne is. She's fucking crazy. And that's why we like her. That's why we, that's why we check out the things that she does. is because she's fucking crazy. Right? And like, we act surprised when a crazy person says something outlandish. It's like being surprised if you put your hand in a lion's cage and it bites the fucker off something was bound to happen like I don't know I'm not totally against some of these ideas out there that are being floated around because I want people to get along and I want people to feel safe and all that but I think we're going about things the wrong way and with certain things I think there just needs to be some type of I don't know like a grandfather clause or something because you can't really hold people from the past generations to the standards today not entirely anyways it's like that old saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I mean, you can try and try, but eventually that fucking dog will snap. it will get annoyed. just like human beings forced to soup, like um, it's like human beings forced to uh, to change in a super fast changing world or whatever, you know, that perhaps they don't entirely understand anymore. And you're saying, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. And they're like, well, but I've, you know, 60 some years of my life, I've been this way, it's been fine, everything's cool. And then just all of a sudden, in the past two years, everything that I believed was right is now wrong, and up is down. And I'm exaggerating, but you know what I'm trying to say, right? Like, I mean, they do it in hockey. Like they have a grant they have like this grandfather clause in hockey, and I think they need to do this in society because, like, first it was with helmets back in the day, uh, in the NHL, uh, players. Used to not have have to have to wear helmets, and then they're like, you know what? These guys should probably wear fucking helmets. And then older players were like, but I've been playing in this league for twenty years. I've never worn a goddamn helmet. I'm not going to start wearing a helmet. So the NHL was like, all right, well that's fair. I understand that. All new players from here on in that come into the league are going to have to wear a helmet, and it's up to the older players to decide whether they want to wear a helmet or not for themselves. You know, make let adults make adult decisions. But at the same regard, we're trying to change the culture, and we try we want to make things uh, safer for everybody so that's what they did and it wasn't long until most if not all the hockey players were rocking helmets because they realized it was just a smarter thing to do but it wasn't forced on them and i feel like when we force things upon people people are more inclined to um push back against it and be like no fuck you're 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 being too aggressive so i'm going to be aggressive and then you just get all this hostility that we're facing you know um their comfort, like the hockey players, their comfort zones weren't ripped away. You know, they tried to make the game safer, and they did so gradually. You know, they, they I don't know. They did it again with the visors a few years ago. Uh, no, all new players in the league now must wear a visor, but if you were in the league prior, it's your choice. Less players started getting iron injuries, and more players started rocking the visor, to the point where now where most players are in the league have a visor on. It's a gradual It's respected, it respects the folks from a different generation, you know? Um, It's while letting the new generation lead by example, you know, when it comes to safety anyway in the NHL. That's exactly what they did. They're like, all right, we'll let the old guys do their thing, but the new guys are going to come in and show, you know, these new things, these new systems and and, uh, equipment. They're better. And then some of the older guys will see that these younger guys aren't getting banged up as much, so they'll change and, and they'll adapt but they're not forced, they're not berated. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was maybe I'm just a dreamer. I don't know. It's it's probably something I'll say a lot on this podcast, but we need to educate and don't berate, you know? Baby steps and we'll get there. There's no need to go 10 rounds over every goddamn issue. Understand and accept people from different generations are well, they're fucking different you know they were brought up with different values beliefs and in, in a totally different world i don't think people today understand how fast the world has changed in like the past 20 years the past 10 years even it's crazy and to expect everyone to 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 switch like a like like flicking a fucking light switch it's not going to happen you know and, like, I'm not I'm not suggesting there should be a get-out-of-jail-free card for, like, old people or anything like that. But we need to treat every situation differently, you know? Examine the context. And perhaps, if they were born pre, let's say, 1990, give them some leeway on a certain things. Like, if an old white person says something sexist or racist maybe just ignore them or calmly express why that's fucked up and move on don't call for their heads or livelihood because you're fighting a pointless battle I mean that person has less years left on this planet than they have already lived what do you hope to change now if their grandkids born in the 90s started spewing some hateful shit that's different they should fucking know better and they should be held accountable to some degree now again I still believe everyone is entitled to their opinion no matter how fucked up, but there is a certain point where an individual should know better and have some so, um, some form of social disclosure or, or whatever. And it's up to us as society to teach the new generations and grandfather in our new ideas and norms. I know. I, I think about this stuff a lot, especially as a comic and someone who wants to put their ideas and opinions out there. It's fucking. It's scary nowadays. You say the one wrong thing, and, and they'll blow up your world. Like if you haven't seen it, uh, or, or sorry, seen it. If you haven't read it, check out John Ronson's "So You've Been Publicly Shamed." It'll make you look at, at at stuff like this in a completely different light. Like we need, we need a gray area. We need some. We need to be able to bend and not break so easily. You know, um, freedom of speech is important. I think it's one of the most important things. It's a right all humans should have. But we should also have the right to live in a world in which we feel relatively safe. So I don't know. I'm conflicted. We do need to draw a line. I agree, but I think that line needs to be at violence, not hurt feelings. Anyways, I think it's enough of that for today. Um, you know. If I keep going, I'm sure there's someone out there that'll call me a uh, accuse me of being a white supremacist apologist or some damn thing. You know, I know we need solutions. Uh, what we're doing is not really working. That's all I'm saying. We can all get along just fine. It's a matter of finding that balance. That's all, right? All right, what else can I talk about here? Um, well, if you want to hear me express my freedom of speech, I will be at Absolute Comedy in Ottawa tomorrow, June 5th. Uh, I'll also be there June 27th. Plus, I pop in the club regularly, so you may see me around. Visit sociallychallengedchris.com for all the show info. Yes, that's how you plug something, folks. Just slip it right in there. You try to tie it into whatever you were just talking about. Boom, get it in there. Um <laughs> I, had a, I did a, a really fun show uh, at the club the other night. Uh, it was a really uh, weird but fun crowd. There was about 180 people, and half of them were all beer store employees. Um, I had a great set, though. Forgot a line. I really wanted to try, which pisses me off. Uh, as I'm sure it pisses off most comics. You got this new line. You're like, oh, it's going to really work. It's going to be the little cherry on top of this fucking thing and you forget it and you get off stage and that's the first thing you remember you go oh god damn I forgot that anyway uh, it would have been a perfect crowd uh, to try this out I was only doing a few minutes also because I just popped in for the opener um but yeah, I had a lot of fun. And the headliner Chris Gordon, uh who I've worked with a few times. Last time we were booked together for a week in Toronto. Uh it was great to see him. Man's fucking hilarious. Uh if you're uh, anywhere and you see Chris Gordon's playing, go go check him out. Uh he had some great new jokes I hadn't seen. Uh but by the end of his set, elements of the audience were starting to get a little squirrely. It was weird. Um, While he was setting up one of his jokes, uh, there's a girl in the front row. She had like a mouthful of beer. And I guess whatever he said she found was the funniest thing in the fucking world. Because she bursted out laughing and literally sprayed him. Uh, (laughs) Just sprayed him with beer. I was at the back of the room and I could just see this giant mist of fucking liquid Fill the air, and then after you saw Chris on stage, and his arms glistened, and his forehead glistened with this with this girl's beer. It was uh, ten years of comedy. I've never seen one spit up their drink like that. It was it was one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. It was like out of a movie. Um, and he handled it great, but then he got on, he went into his uh closing bit, and I don't want to give away his bit at all, but um, he was asking the audience to heckle him, and so people threw out a couple heckles, and then out of nowhere, this one fucking little blonde girl gets up, she just sprung up, and she had to have been hammered. She throws her sweater or shawl to the ground, charges the fucking stage, and uh, it was like, whoa, like Chris is a big man. I don't know what she was expecting to do because the moment she got to the stage, he just kicked her right in the fucking face. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. Chris, Chris would never do that. Uh, it was just a joke. Uh, no, she got to the stage and realized how big of a guy he was, and that was kind of the end of it. But he handled it. He also handled it really well. He ended up incorporating it into his bit. And it all working out. But it was fucking weird, man. I've never I've never seen both those things happen. I've never seen someone rush the stage. And I've never seen uh, someone spit up their drink like that. Not like being there live. Like I've seen YouTube videos of someone rushing the stage. Never have I seen someone spit out their drink like that. Like just the mist. It was like, like, it was just everywhere. It was impressive. It was very impressive. Um, after the show, I had like a weird thing happen to me, and i maybe use this as like a public service announcement for folks. Uh, maybe try to curb some of this behavior, because like after the show, I'm outside of the comedy club, and uh, this lady comes up to me, and she's like, uh, "I really like your act, um, and uh, I really hate people too. You should talk about people who go to gas stations," and then walks away. Now, I know her heart is in the right place, but don't give comics ideas. Don't give comedians ideas for jokes after shows. Don't tell comedians, don't tell comedians jokes after shows and say, "Hey, you can use that." And never, never suggest an edit to a comics joke. There's a reason they're on the stage and you paid for your ticket. Tell them you like the show, you want to buy them a drink? and that uh, you and your friends want to have a gangbang later. Let them worry about creating the jokes, and who knows, depending on how the gangbang goes, you can wind up inspiring one. So there, I've said it. After the show, don't try to write the comics jokes. Just let, let them be. Let them be, they're, they're done work. When they're on stage, they're working. When they're writing on jokes, they're working. After the show, they're not working. You know, just, just let them relax. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a dick about it, but it annoys the shit out of me. Thank you for enjoying my set, but I don't care about people who go to gas stations. That's not where I find my humor. So, yeah. I, um... Oh, guys, this week I had some dental surgery. I uh, went in for this four-hour appointment. They did some bone graft, and, uh, uh, they dug holes for three implants. I'm getting some new teeth put in. It's very exciting. I, I have a I have a bad history of dental. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know what I was like. I just have a bad dental history, I guess. Uh, I I, uh, I was hit in the face with a uh, a sidewalk curb. Uh, I fell on my face skateboarding on a handrail. I um, been hit in the face with a baseball bat. Uh, all in my teeth. My teeth have taken damage, folks, and uh, a few years back, I mean, maybe more than a few years back now, like five or six years ago, I, uh, I was like, that's it, I'm gonna get all these teeth fixed properly. I took it alone, and uh, I started getting them all fixed. I got all my upper teeth fixed. Because there was this thing going like for a while where I was like, I felt self-conscious to smile, and being someone who like goes on stage, and my job is to make people smile, I it was like it was a weird thing. I'm like I have to get this fixed. So I took a it was like a a lot of money, like eleven thousand dollars or something like that. Anyway, um, and I got I started getting them fixed, but then the place I was working went bankrupt, and I didn't know how I was going to pay off that debt. And uh, that was that was it. I just started working on paying off that debt, and I wasn't going to finish fixing my mouth. And then a friend of mine a little while ago, I don't know, a couple years ago, showed, uh, introduced me to this dentist. Uh, they do like these competitions every year. Not competitions, contests, I guess. Where you send in a video, you tell them your story, and uh, you can win a bunch of free dental work. And I won. I won the contest, which was pretty exciting. And uh, they're really great dentists, and so now they're hooking me up, and they're fixing my teeth. And uh, yeah, we're, all, we're on the home stretch, guys. So I think I got like one or two more big surgery days, but other than that, uh, I'm going to have some nice new chompers, be able to eat some food I haven't eaten in a long time again, uh, which that's really exciting. Um, so yeah, but with the the dentist, I decided that I was going to quit smoking, because uh, I've been smoking for a long time, and uh, I got to tell you, quitting smoking's not an easy thing to do. I think I'm, uh, what is it, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm like, with six days in, Jesus Christ, guys, this is the longest I've gone without a cigarette in, um, I don't know, at least 15 years. Uh, I've been smoking a lot more weed. I've noticed that the other night, uh, I think it was day three of non-smoking, I smoked eight joints in one evening, uh, which is a little excessive. Um... (laughs) but uh, we're getting there I think we're gonna see it's tough man I decided that I was gonna no patch no vaporizer thing no gum I can't chew gum because I just had that dental work Um, I thought I figure I'm just gonna fucking go for it man I'm just gonna wing it cold turkey cuz it's mind over matter and uh, I'm sure I'll smoke cigarettes again periodically in the future Um, but I want that to be my choice not because I need to have a cigarette you know what I'm saying um, but I got a really bad temper, and quitting smoking while having a bad temper is, uh, it's a challenge, especially with my day job working in a restaurant in the kitchen. Uh, things can get heated quite literally and figuratively, I guess. Um, I've been doing pretty good. I think the f- first day I didn't make it through my full shift. I'll be honest with you guys, I think I worked for a couple hours. Um, Granted, my I was fresh off the dentist surgery. It was the day after, so it was really sore, and uh, and then I lost a contact lens. I didn't bring my glasses with me, uh, so I couldn't see properly. It was just a disaster of a day. So I threw in the towel, went home, regrouped, and then uh, the next day I went in. I think I think I only lost my shit three times. Only once really badly, and I beat up a uh, an oil jug. Uh, it was empty. It felt Felt all right, but it wasn't It wasn't like having a cigarette. Uh, but then the next day, I didn't get angry at all. I got mildly frustrated once. Um, and then I haven't really lost my temper since, so that's good. I mean, we're getting there. But like I said, my pot consumption is way up. <laughs> so, you know, addictions. They're a motherfucker, right? I know a lot of people probably struggle. Like, I, have a, I think I have an addictive personality, but it's like it's only for like certain things like I guess I was kind of an alcoholic for a while working in bars for so long but when I was working in this like night clubby pub type place for like eight years I was drinking every day I was hung over every day I was drunk every day it was bad but the the, the hangovers added up and um, it made it really easy to go no no I, I don't I don't want to do this anymore uh, so I, I don't get drunk nearly as much as I used to I still have a beer every now and again but I've got to a point where I'm really good at cutting myself off Um, if I hit unless I hit four beers if I have four or five beers I have I struggle to cut myself off I tend to then go all right let's do this Um, I think it was like a couple weeks ago I was having drinks after work with uh, a couple of my colleagues and I had three beers. I paid for my three beers. And then someone bought me another beer. I was like, oh, okay, I'll have that fourth beer. And here it is, guys. This is the fourth beer. And the girl next to me is like, oh, I'm going to order a bottle of wine. Chris, you drank wine, right? You'll have a glass of wine. And on that fourth beer, I decided, oh, what's one glass of wine after this beer? Then I'll go home, right? And, um, yeah, anyway, sorry, my phone went off there. Um, I should probably put that in silent when I do these things. Anyway... Uh, I ended up drinking. She had one glass of wine. I had the rest of the bottle, I guess is what I'm saying. And I got home that night and I was never sick. I was so fucking sick. Uh, The next day at work, it was a struggle. And I was like, oh yeah, this is why I don't do that. And I haven't got that drunk since. So it's easy for me to do that now. Um, Cigarettes, I don't find have all that much of a repercussion. Unless I start skateboarding again a bit more or or going for runs or whatever. And then that's where you notice it. Um, But if you're not... If you're like very active all day, but it's the same activeness all the time, you don't notice it so much in your smoking. But when you try to add like another element, like you go for a run or a large hike or something like that, that's where I I then notice it. Or if I go for a swim, I notice I can't hold my breath as long as I used to. Um, But it wasn't something where like the next day I felt like shit because I had, you know, cigarettes the night before. Um, And I enjoy the smoking. So that's what's making it also very difficult. I enjoy when I write, uh, when I do creative things, To have a cigarette, when I drink, I like to have a cigarette, you know, after sex, having a cigarette. Uh, So there's a lot of habits that I'm trying to break, which I'm trying to break with joints. Um, So I guess maybe weed would be something I'm quote unquote addicted to, but I also think if I didn't smoke pot, I'd probably be on some meds to manage my temper and my anxiety, which uh, weed works well for me uh, at that. So I guess it's, I don't know. I smoke a lot of weed, but not uh, uh, not like a, a Snoop Dogg or a you know, Willie Nelson amount of weed, I don't think. Um, maybe it's because I can't afford it. I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, if I make some money one day, if uh, my pot consumption goes up. But I think I'm at a, a happy balance now. And if I cut out the cigarettes, hey, we're fucking laughing, right? Um, what other things do I get addicted to? I'm looking at my cat. She would know. She sees She sees the video games. I play a lot of video games, folks. Uh, but I only really play like the same couple of video games. Like, I'm not, like, a, a gamer in the sense where I gotta play every new game that comes out and I know every little detail and nook and cranny. Uh, I play EA Sports Hockey, <laughs> uh, the Mass Effect games, the Assassin's Creed games. And that's kinda it. I mean, I there's a few other games that I've dabbled in, like Far Cry, the old Grand Theft Autos, but other than that, I... I have, like, a niche, I guess, that I like. And fucking video games now take forever. And I like, I don't want to donate that much time to playing video games. But why I would, I guess, classify them as an addiction is that uh, it's very hard for me to just play for, like, 30 minutes or an hour. Uh, often what ends up happening is I'll sit down to start playing and five, six hours goes by and you're like, holy shit. Um, what the hell just happened? So I don't know if that's an addiction where, like, like I don't come home, and that's the first thing I got to do necessarily. But when I get into it, it's hard. It's hard to get out of it. Um, Anything else? The internet. I think everyone's addicted to the internet now. Porn. Not really addicted to porn, but porn. It's like it's like video games. It's like. But I think that's. The, I think that's the. Whole, Bigger problem with the internet, right? You, you get or YouTube or anything like that. It's the same thing. You you fall down these fucking rabbit holes, right? You you, you know, there's just so many options and so many things out there. You click on one thing and you click on the next thing, and it's it's like uh, you. Fr- I think it's like you. F- we forget that the content has minutes. It's minutes, right? It's eating up minutes of time. But we're like, oh, it's just to watch, check out these couple videos or watch this. But the next thing you know, you look at the clock, and you're like an hour and a half, two hours have gone by. And you're like, what the fuck? I'm wasting my life on this internet for nothing. Like, you know, every now and again, you read news articles, and you, you look up sh- shit that you find interesting. But a lot of the time, like, I'm looking at cat videos. I have two cats. I see cats on a regular basis do silly cat things, yet I'm sitting here watching other people's cats. What the fuck? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, so that's something I'm trying to cut out of my life uh, a little bit. I'm trying to do less of that. Uh, I'm trying to play less games on my phone. Uh, that was something I wasn't really addicted to, but I just because it was there, it was always there. So now I don't uh, I don't put any games on my phone. My my phone is a tool. Uh, I use it for calling people, texts, uh, you know, business stuff. But I I try not to. It's not a, it's not a game. It's not a play thing Uh, because that's another thing I think so many people get addicted to because they're goddamn phones Um, and I do it too but I'm getting better that's another that's an area I'm getting a lot better because I don't mind you I came into the phone game late I was the guy carrying quarters a little black book Uh, I had like a disposable camera uh, a pen or a pencil or something you know I always had like these things on me I always had multiple items Um, for the longest time I was like late into the cell phone game I was also late into the internet game but uh, but there was a period of time where the phone kind of encompasses me because now you get these smartphones now and you're like holy shit it does all this stuff. And, but like, not all that stuff is necessarily necessary. That's a little redundant, but you know what I'm saying. Um, so I, I I try really hard now to put the phone down, and uh, uh, even if I like I'll I'll hear messages or I don't have to respond to everything right away. Uh, I'll respond to it when I want to respond to it or when my thoughts have been processed. Um, if someone calls me, you know, I'll answer if I know who's calling me. I'm still bad at screening my calls, but um, I put the phone down. Uh, I think it's very important. When I hang out with people now, I put the phone down. I never look at it, or I try very, very rarely to look at it. And if I do, I'm going to make a, I'll make a statement. I'm just, I just need to check a message. Excuse me for a moment. Um, I think that's missing. Uh, I think more people need to do that it's it's like I didn't realize how much it pisses me off when I'm hanging out with someone and then they're just staring at their phone or trying to have a conversation or, or connect or whatever it is um, it's I think that's some that's an addiction everyone has or not everyone but like I'd say a good majority of people uh, if you have a smartphone chances are you're fucking addicted to that thing and it's scary it's scary alright I don't know I don't know. Right now I'm just trying to, 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 to battle the cigarettes, you know. I figure if you can overcome just one demon, it can give you the courage to conquer any feat your heart desires, you know. So, let one change. This is... this, is, this I'm going to sound like a fortune cookie again, guys. But let one change in your life be the butterfly effect for a better future. Huh? i put that on a fucking t-shirt. Um yeah I mean, was it let the let the one change let one change in your life be the butterfly effect for a better future. Just change one little thing granted smoking for me is a big fucking thing you know it'll benefit my health and my my wallet and everything else but you know I started with the phone. The phone was the first thing I, st- I started to make a an effort uh, or booze booze showed me that I can say no I can cut myself off um, I never was really addicted to drugs I've done all kinds of drugs but I guess like booze, I don't like the feeling the next day uh, necessarily on a lot of things, you know, so that was never it but, you know, I, I started putting down the phone I started to say, no, I've had enough to drink uh, and these little things, man, they're gonna these will be the little butterflies that'll change my future uh, for the better, I hope and maybe that works for you, you know conquer conquer one demon and then everything else will uh, will come out for you. Come out? I don't know. Fall into place? That's probably better. Alright, I think we're good today. When I start getting rambly or stumbling on my words, I think that's when we're going to wrap these bad boys up, and I feel like that's what we're getting. Hey, we hit the 30-minute mark today. Um, Alright, check me out. Uh, check out the website, sociallychallengedchris.com. Uh, let me know how I'm doing. I know this is only episode number two. Um but I'm trying guys I'm trying uh, if you got any questions comments there's a contact page you could uh, fire them at me uh, there's other things on there too visit the uh, the socially challenged tab there's uh, like uh, clips of my stand up there's a clip of me playing some music because I'm going to try and do some more music things and um, yeah you know follow me on twitter at Tim's Comedy uh, TIMMS, at TIMMS comedy on the Twitter. Facebook, Socially Challenged Chris. Um, again, visit the website, sociallychallengedchris.com. What else? What else do I got going on? Anything else I can. Uh the first Meeting of the Minds episode with uh, my lady friend, Katie, is going to happen on Wednesday, so check back for that. Uh, There may be one more solo episode that goes out before then. I want to try and put more of these. I wanted to put another one out last week, but because of the dental surgery, uh, you know, it was difficult to talk. Though I guess it's difficult to talk when my mouth is fine as well. But, hey, we're working on it, folks. Uh, Thanks again for listening. Uh, One more time, sociallychallengedchris.com. Hey, with the Meeting of the Minds uh, episodes uh, me and the lady friend we want to answer some questions doesn't matter how random or how specific uh, if it's a good question we'll talk about it so fire, fire those uh, to us on the website at the contact page sociallychallengechris.com and have yourselves a great day a great week a great life um, be groovy and um, what else my lady cat Darwin says good night. So, good night, folks. Cheers.